Getting your Monday off to a great start. It's time for the morning brief with Scott Reed. The time is just coming up to 621. Scott Reed, nice to have you. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Um, why don't we start? Because, I mean, it happened. It all unfolded on Friday. But I think a lot of people are still talking about it today. And that would be uh, Shohei Otani deciding to sign with the Dodgers and dashing our hopes. And this after it was, we thought, reliably reported. He was on a private plane. The plane lands. He, there's footage of him in a private airport, except it turns out it's somewhere else and it's old footage. But all very disappointing. Yeah, disappointing is too small a word for it. I mean, he's the greatest player uh, in major leagues. He's maybe the greatest player of all time. I was, I, I was not like myself. I was completely. I made a conscious decision to not Scott read this, so I did not attempt to dwarf my hopes. I did not attempt to shield myself from. Um, from the fear of disappointment. I went all in emotionally. I was in a meeting. No one could, we couldn't even get through the meeting on Friday afternoon. People are talking on their phones. I'm like, is that the avatar? No, that's old footage. Okay. Wait a second. All right. What about this plane? Okay. Well, I heard, so this is all going on. Then we like half of us decamped to a bar. We all sat there afraid to leave the bar because we were absolutely panic frenzied with the thought that this was going to be announced any moment. Now we wanted to be in a place where we could look, collectively throw our beer glasses in the air and cheer our lungs out and then of course you know it all turns out to go bust and you know here we are and it's and and you know the real cruel thing is you know it's 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 the shark tank guy yeah. you know not even the like but we didn't even get kevin o'leary like you know picking shrimp out of his teeth it's the other shark tank guy like i just I, if it had been kevin o'leary i seriously would have had to murder something uh like i just anyway it's it's devastating uh, what it would have meant to Toronto is indescribable, and uh, and and I just I want to lay down in traffic. <laughs> okay. And in his defense, Robert Herjavec is a really nice guy. I hate that he has to wear all this disappointment because it just happened to be his plane. He should have stayed in flipping Anaheim on Friday. What in hell was he thinking? He ruined Canada. <laughs> Uh, tree removal began at Ontario places. If there isn't anything more that could uh, make our hearts sink. Look, there's only so much to say. This thing is happening. So like it or lump it, get used to it. It's going to happen. I'll just go on the record for the 2000th time. Uh, I, I'm not even that upset about the development of Ontario Place. A bunch of things about it I don't really dig. I hate that they're moving the Science Centre. But I'll reserve my my um, my venom for this reason. I I don't think this was motivated by proper reasons. I think this was motivated by the desire to just you know hand over government fiat. Oh, you know, a ninety nine year lease for something that is in public hands that you can make money out of it, and we're going to turn it into a spa slash parking lot. Okay, fine. I just don't think it's the proper way to do business. I think it's shady. I think that there are middlemen all over the place working with this government when it comes to land flip deals. Uh, they're making shadowy cash, and I think it's wrong. And I think that's what the motivation is. And um, and I just I think it's uh, I think it's revolting, and I think it will. I think this issue will eventually hunt down Doug Ford and strangle him. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably going to be like the 407. It's just going to haunt governments for decades to come. Uh, Fed's fleshing out the National Dental Plan, which is lovely in intent, but I'm wondering 
in the long you know, uh, plan where we're going to come up with the money for this. It seems like we just keep on coming up with new national programs. Yeah. Uh, mercifully, I think maybe we're not just keeping up with them. I, I think in large part, the political dynamic of this is make a loud amount of noise and some specific details, release some specific details about it now as a way of staving off pharmacare, which I think is a demand that really, really would put us into one of these kind of shared cost national programs where the feds come in storming with a bunch of dollars early and then abandon the provinces as the price tag sort of, you know, uh, laxes uh, for the rest of time. I, I, you know, I do think that dental services for seniors, uh, for you know, younger uh, Canadians who are, um, you know, living in poverty or you know, very close to the poverty line. I think you know that that it's a good thing. It's an important thing. Um, but I look at it, you know, being a you know political hack and horrible person that I am. Uh, I look through it through the cynical eyes of. Uh, this parliament. And I, I think the timing and the specificity is all motivated by throwing the NDP a bone so that the government can preserve its life, which as a liberal, I wanted to preserve its life because if uh, if this parliament were to come to an end now, we would get uh, two scoops of Pierre Polyev. He would win by a mile. So strategy number one for the liberals is to stay alive long enough to improve themselves because they sure need improvement. I appreciate that we've been talking about this since uh, Friday afternoon, but just curious about your thoughts on naming a stadium in Centennial Park after Rob Ford. And apparently the new mayor is on board with this. Yeah, I think it would be ungracious to not be. The guy was elected mayor. He was um, and he wasn't just a mayor and it wasn't just a notoriety from the crack pipe and all that kind of stuff. He was notable because he was such an atypical politician. He was a pure populist. And, you know, whether you thought that he had no business being in office or whether you admired him like no other politician ever, um, the guy that made a huge mark. And he dedicated a large chunk of his energy in life uh, to football in that program and in that stadium. And I don't think it's unfitting. I'm not a big fan of naming things after people. It just feels like it's setting a time bomb that's going to go off in a future generation. But I think we pretty much know this guy's warts and all. And and I think it's a fitting, name, a fitting thing to affix his name to. So uh, I'm cool with it. A new survey finds Canadians don't really understand the Charter of Rights. Perhaps most importantly, they confuse it with American documents. And certainly anybody who followed the convoy protests, I always remember those people saying, well, I'm going to take the fifth. It does not exist. Well, this is my First Amendment right No. Yeah, the swaggering combination of ignorance and smugness was really quite staggering to watch. Or you know, people who, you know, um, you know, think that they've got uh, got the country by the tail because they've watched uh, six episodes of Matlock. Uh, congratulations, you're an idiot. I, I I I hear these things like I'm steeped in the charter because when I like in the 1980s. You know, I was coming, you know, through my teen years into adulthood, and I was a political nerd. And all we talked about was Meech Lake, the charter. We talked about whether something should be in the preamble or the body of the Constitution. Like, So I, I, I was steeped in it. I'm not as panicked as everybody else. Like, I roll my eyes when I hear these idiots talk about, you know, that there's, you know, Second Amendment rights and that do not exist in Canada. But I also don't know that we have to like, you know, oh, my God, it's a tragedy that people can't cite chapter and verse, uh, you know, what Section 33 is, which for the record is an outstanding clause, which premiers like Doug Ford are using recklessly. But um, 
I'm not as panicked about it. No, me neither, actually, because you can stand up in a courtroom and say I'm taking the fifth and the judge will look over their reading glasses and say, no, you you are not. Let's keep moving. Uh, Curious about your thoughts. I just thought this there were two videos on the weekend that surfaced from Shane McGowan's funeral, the singer for the Pogues, and it was spectacular. And at one point, I mean, you're in a Catholic church in Ireland and there are people, you know, ring dancing. Well, not only that, what I what I was, I mean, first of all, the fairy tale of New York, I was just talking about sort of, you know, when I was growing up, I can remember being second year university, the, so- the snow starting to softly fall as exams are ending, uh, you know, at Queens University. And the video for fairy tale of New York seemed to play endlessly on much music. And it just conjured the most romantic Christmassy, give me a glass of beer and a fair gal to like put my arm around feeling. So I, it has a particular glow of nostalgia for me. And when you saw people bursting out of the pews, like they couldn't contain their desire to dance any longer. Now, one second more, they had to dance there. And then um, we should all be so lucky as to be sent off as Shane McGowan was that day. And uh, not a lot of time still on the clock, but I understand that you are irked by colored Christmas lights. You know, what? Like about 20 years ago, um, we all sort of seem to collectively move to white Christmas lights. They seem tasteful, understated. They're everywhere. And I've noticed now, like, the return of the garish, multicolored Christmas lights. Have you not noticed this? Like, I know I, I sound like Andy Rooney for Pete's sake, but they're they're suddenly <laughs> everywhere, right? It's like Christmas vacation. They've come storming back. I think they're ugly. I think they're ugly, and I don't think – I thought this white Christmas light thing was tasteful. Can we just stick with that? We don't need, in the sense of false nostalgia, to return to those garish 1970 lights. You know, I just um, – I want to – and by the way, it's two weeks today to Christmas, and I've got nothing done. I I don't have plans. I don't have presents. I'm euchred. All right. Well, I'm glad you're in such a great Christmas spirit. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. <laughs> That's Scott Reed. And I can't criticize somebody for becoming enraged about colored Christmas lights because I get mad about dogs wearing hats. <laughs>